Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Devin McCourty is brought to you by the top defense. If you've been injured, catches law group. It catches you pay nothing unless they win. They are the official law firm of the New England Patriots. And Devin McCourty joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Hey, Dev. What's happening? I, I, don't, I don't know if it's just me or you feel the same way, but I am somewhat flabbergasted that Bill Belichick does not have a job. And that maybe even the Atlanta Falcons, where we all thought he was going to end up, uh, have less interest than they did uh, as recently as a week or so ago. Is it shocking to you or not? Uh, I mean, definitely. I think, I mean, I was kind of shocked that it was only one team that, you know, that's interested. I mean, I think when you step back, teams are probably looking for, for younger coaches, it feels like, but I just thought, the opportunity to have a guy like, you know, Coach Belichick, greatest of all time. Um, and, and I would say it's weird even seeing, like, Atlanta's thing because, like, you have Bill and Harbaugh came in for, like, second interviews, but then you had other guys, like, still doing first interviews. So it's like, well, are they advancing with different candidates or are they, like, still in the beginning process of this? And then it was also like, all right, well, how many times do you meet with Bill? Like, are you going over philosophy? Like, what? <laughs> What else is there to talk about? So, yeah. um, you know, I think the whole coaching thing is you just never know how it goes. I think you saw Tennessee with Callahan. They liked them. And it was like, man, instead of, like, doing this dance that that we're trying to do, like, let's just get our guy before he goes somewhere else and he signs. And I think, I think this next week or two we're going to probably see teams become a little bit more aggressive because it's like dominoes. Once one person falls, I feel like, Everyone starts to be like, all right, we got to make our decision before it's too late. Devin, if we don't see something change and we don't see a team want Bill Belichick this season, do you think it's it's a wrap for him that it's retirement? Or Because we've been going back and forth where Wiggy thinks even if it doesn't happen this season, we could see him next season come back. Yeah, I, I think it would it would still be up to him. Um, but you look, at, you look at even the candidates that are getting an interview, you're, you're sitting there – and you're like, oh man, like I, I thought that I didn't think that guy was still coaching. Like David Shaw and, and Leslie Frazier, they like they're working over at NFL Network. Like no one even probably knew that they were they were still trying to you know be coaches. So um, we've seen Jim Caldwell go on interviews and stuff for a long time. So I, I think it'll be strictly up to him if he wants to decide to get back in there um, and still try to coach. I, I think that'll be his decision. Dev, I'm wondering if, like, the narrative around Bill is that he can't relate to the younger players. And you you brought it up, the age element, where owners might be going in the direction of, I mean, even kind of seeing with Pete Carroll, he still seems to want to coach. But it might be like, well, these guys are just too old and owners are saying we'd rather the younger guy who's mid-40s, late-30s, in that range because they can relate more to today's player. You mean player. like Gerard Mayo? Yeah, like Mayo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, but I think, like, we say like Mayo, but, Wiggy, to your point, across the board, like, there's not there's not many coaches 
other than coaches that have been there for a long time, that when we look at the hiring process, we're not seeing coaches with 35, 40 years of coaching experience getting head coaching jobs, even though some of these guys have been um, assistant coaches for a long time. Like, they're joining staffs with guys that they've been coaching probably longer than these guys have been alive. So um, I think it is. I think the NFL is a copycat league, not just week to week and what plays people run and schemes they run, but even coaching. Like, Sean McVay gets his job. He goes and wins. Kyle Shanahan goes and wins. So people are like, that's the new thing. Like, if I, the owners are like, hey, if so-and-so did it and it's working, then we got we to gotta do it the same thing too. So I don't even know if they honestly know the rhyme or reason to hiring these young guys, but they know it, it's, it's happened, it's worked for some teams. So I feel like that's a new thing. And, you know, I think the last kind of those coaches are, are the guys that are coaching right now, the Andy Reid, the Mike Tomlins, like, the Harbaugh's, like those guys have been coaching, and obviously we're going to see it sprinkled in there because I think Jim Harbaugh will get a job this cycle. But other than that, we might look at all guys that get jobs, and like you just said, in their late 30s and early 40s. Devin, uh, you look at this Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes matchup coming up, and am I crazy to think that there's a chance that Baltimore dominates in this game just with how good that defense is? I, I know Patrick Mahomes looked good last week, but the – the Buffalo defense is running on fumes at this point with how many injuries they were dealing with. Am I crazy to think that Baltimore could just run away with this? I mean, anything's possible, but I, I think it's just a lot tougher in the playoffs. Uh, I think you see less blowouts usually in the playoffs because at this point in time, like that coaching staff, they're watching all, they're watching every game that you played. They're just totally locked in on scheme. So, like, even though the Baltimore and, and Houston game, you know, for the most part, Baltimore dominated it. But as you, even as you're still watching the game, it just feels like Houston's one touchdown from changing the way the game could be played. And I think that's because of the, the energy and effort because there's no tomorrow. Like, you know, if you lose, you have all – you have off time. Like, you can go into that. So, But I do. I think when you go by the season, yeah, Baltimore has looked the best. But we've seen – Overall, that doesn't always matter. Cleveland had the number one defense in the NFL. Houston went out there and just shredded them uh, opening the wild card weekend. So I expect to see a good game. I think Kansas City, not just with Mahomes, I think they have a veteran group. I think they have um, as good of a defense as really anybody in the league. They played at a high level, and it's harder to play at a high level the way that their offenses struggle this year. So I think while Baltimore has been so good as Baltimore has been very good on both sides of the ball and it allows them to play the game a certain way that they're all over teams because it's complimentary football right back at you, offense scores, defense turns you over. So uh, if Kansas City doesn't play their best game, then, yeah, it could get ugly. But I expect to see Kansas City play their best game. Did it surprise you to hear that the Niners had told Brock Purdy that he was their quarterback unless they could get Tom Brady to play a year for him? No, all this stuff surprises me that it comes out. Nothing surprises me that said. I think teams will do whatever that they have to do to win. And Tom Brady's a Tom Brady's not like some just average quarterback. Like there's nobody else like him ever. So um, I think that's honestly pretty cool to have a coach that has that kind of honesty with you to talk to you as a quarterback in your relationship. It just always blows my mind that something like that that happened. Obviously, sometime call it. May to June or July time gets a leak now, you know, going into the the conference championships. Like, that always shocks me of, like, who decides that, hey, 
I have this information. Let me see if I can ruin this guy's confidence and make him feel bad <laughs> before the conference championship. It, it, like, it always blows my mind how and when these things come out. Like, I think Gronk getting traded or supposed trade to Detroit, I think, came out like a year later, like in the playoffs. It was like some weird time where it's like, man, like somebody probably had this information. It was like, eh, right now it's not good. Like, let's wait and hold on to this just the perfect time that maybe ruined the team. <laughs> Devin, about uh, going back to Bill, how much of an impact has the failed uh, coaching tree sort of played in Bill Belichick's lack of options? In other words, the fact that there hasn't really been a successful coach off the tree, did that take some of the shine off of Bill Belichick as his own entity without Tom Brady? Um, No, I, I think it's, it's more than other things. I think – because even while, you know, those other guys have struggled throughout the years, you still looked at the Patriots and they were still winning. So um, I, I don't think that takes away from what he's done. Um, I think that's more of he – I've told people that many times, like he's not acting. Like Bill is who he is. He's always been that way. He's a certain type. And I think when you watch other people try to emulate that, you can't because, like, that is authentically him. Like he – he is doing all those different things. He has these sayings. He's, you know, short with the media and all these – because, like, that's naturally him. Um, so I, I don't think that has a bearing on him getting a job. I think it's the other things that we talked about um, that play a bigger role. I'm sure teams are wondering, like, all right, who's going to be on the staff? Who's going to be doing this? Who's going to be doing that? And they're comparing it maybe to some of these younger names and things that they're hearing about younger coaches that they're trying to make the right decision because – the truth is, like, how long do they envision Bill coming and leading their organization compared to if they draft, you know, the next great coach, the, you know, D'Amico Ryans, the Shane Steikens that we've watched this year. I feel like those owners are now sitting there like, all right, we should be good for a little while now, whereas, you know, teams are having to make that decision. I think Bill is the kind of guy that you bring in if you feel like my team is kind of close to winning that Super Bowl and he takes us right over the edge. Devin, I know that you were at Mayo's press conference, um, and then we had him Great on the- question, by the way. Yeah, he didn't really answer. He was, he was more focused on us hanging out later, and we didn't even have time to hang out. He lied to me. He was all about the turn-up. Yeah. Well, we had him on the yeah, show on Monday. the media. We had him on the show on Monday, and a lot of people are reading into the fact that Mac Jones was at that press conference. He talked about the quarterback position during the press conference, and then he talked about it a little bit on our show as well. Are you reading into any of the, those three things at all, and do you think that Mac Jones may be here again next season? All right. One, I'm mad that when I went into the locker room, I didn't check to see if his locker was empty because like, I saw the report that teammates were mad that he was at the press conference and I was like teammates are mad because he like that I don't know and again I have no idea where the source comes from but like a teammate being mad that a guy went to the coach's press conference just like I was reading that I was like damn Matt can't catch a break he goes upstairs to the press conference and they're ripping him because they said he worked out and he has no workout clothes in his locker I'm like, even if he did clean out his locker, there's a whole equipment room in there. So that would be up to him if he wants to work out. He's under contract. When I was a free agent, I worked out in the facility because I was under contract. They gave me a contract I'm going to earn. I'm going to go and work out there. But I I think anything can happen with him being on the Ross. I think think it will depend on who they're able to draft. I think it will depend on if they they do draft a quarterback, 
if they think there's a veteran quarterback available that can come in and have some guidance. I think if there's a team that calls and says, hey, we believe in Mac, we believe in him coming out, we would love to trade for him. I think there's so many variables, and I think right now, I think it. I don't think the team can make a decision on Mac Jones without knowing what their future at quarterback is or what they want to do. So I think between Mac and Bailey, they have to figure out what they want to do. Is is Bailey the guy? Is going back to Mac and bringing in a new OC? The guy like I don't think they know that until they see how this number three pick plays out. You know, I think. For most of the season, we were sitting here, and it was like, hey, you got to be the first or second pick to get Drake May or Caleb Williams. And now you see, I think it was Mel Kuyper came out, and he has Jaden Daniels at number two and Drake May at number three. So I think a lot of that will, will kind of show over the next month and a half, two months, uh, combine, pro days, and all of that. But, you know, the feeling is now that Jaden Daniels possibly – could be just as good as these other guys. I saw Dan Orlovsky comparing him, his throwing motion to C.J. Stroud. So when you start throwing names like that and we watch C.J. Stroud, so I think if they take a quarterback, then I think there's a good chance that Mac ends up possibly somewhere else. Um, but I think it, it, it's finding out how that plays out. If the Ravens and the Niners get through this weekend, can we join Aaron Rodgers in buying into the Super Bowl logo color conspiracy? I mean, it is pretty interesting. I, I was somewhere, and we were talking about that. Um, I don't know, because, like, are they just picking good teams to start the season? Like, I'll buy into the conspiracy if, like, next year the colors are, the like, the Patriots and who do we want in the NFC? Like, the Patriots and the Panthers. Like, if those are the colors and that starts off the season, then I'm, I'm fully bought in. Aaron Rodgers, you got me. Uh, bait and hook, but like right now, like picking the 49ers and, and the Ravens, like that was a lot of people's probably a lot of people probably had those teams in the Super Bowl. So, um, I'm not, I'm not fully bought in yet. Yeah. <laughs> Devin, Mike Reese reported the other day that uh, the Patriots had the least spending of all 32 teams over the last decade. Do you feel like looking back that? Robert and Bill maximized the window they had together with Tom and, and you guys? Hell yeah. I mean, it's genius. Like, it's, it was a way to understand. And I, I think that's what's so unique. Like, Bill gets bashed for having Brady, but I think the special part of it was having Brady and understanding how to build a team. Because as, as good as Brady was as a player, like, we've never, we've never turned on other quarterbacks and just been like, yeah, that guy's so bad compared to Brady. Like, we've watched other quarterbacks, whether it be Peyton, whether it be Drew Brees, whether it be Aaron Rodgers. Like, we watch other quarterbacks who, when you watch them, you're like, this guy's a guy. Like, he is unbelievable. And I think the blend of what RKK and Bill was able to build around Tom starting back in, you know, 2000s, of like, all right, like we're worth watching how this kid develops and seeing how he gets better, and it's going to change on how we need to build the team. We're going to need to do different things, and each time they were kind of ahead of what they needed to do, built the team that way, and I think other teams look at it. I know if, if I was a, a owner or general manager at the time, I look back and you look at some of the quarterbacks you might have had, you kind of probably wish you were able to build a team the way they did that was unique just to that team that fits what the quarterback brought and what the team had and enabled them to win multiple Super Bowls. So 
Um, I think it, it's been studied for so long, and I think teams tried to replicate it, but they, always, they were always missing something. You were either missing the Brady at quarterback or you didn't have the head coach or staff or different guys or different players on the team to go out there and win the way that they were able to win. So um, it's definitely special. I think we'll look at it for a long time. And I think if the Chiefs are able to get back to the Super Bowl and win, I think that'll be another unique thing to look at because their team isn't built the way every other team is with this star number one receiver that you pay a lot of money and do X. So I think that'll be another unique thing to look at if Mahomes is able to to get them back because you'll look at that team and strictly say, like, hey, Patrick Mahomes is the huge reason why they're in the Super Bowl. Um, And I think that's teams buying into what you have and and making it work. Dev, it has been an absolute pleasure getting your insight all season long. I can't thank you enough for doing the show. I'm sad we have to say goodbye. No problem. Um, Will you be back? You guys have more interesting things to talk about now, other sports. you'll You'll be back next year with us? Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, unless I, unless I get a job and I'm going to be uh, Gerard Mayo general manager. <laughs> oh, I'd like that. He bypassed okay. the he bypassed the defensive coordinator <laughs> yeah. and went right upstairs. Yeah, he he's like Courtney. She yeah. goes right over somebody's head, right to the top. Yep, uh, always have to. The, to the manager yeah. of the place. Um, all right, Dev. Dang, that was a that was a hell of a shot, Courtney. <laughs> Sheesh, what are you doing over there? Well, I, I, a bouncer called me the c word over the weekend because I asked to show uh, a manager some paperwork to get me into the establishment. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's, let's be careful of the spots we go to. That, that's the bigger issue. <laughs> Good point. All right, Dev. We'll talk to you soon, all right? Oh, my God. All right. There he is, the great Devin McCourty. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.